G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. What an enormous week it has been for issues of religious freedom. Certainly, going back to Monday, you'll recall there was all sorts of controversy when the GoFundMe people dropped the campaign that was being run by Israel Folau to raise money for the legal battle that he'd be up against in battling for his religious freedom. Well, lots of things have been developing in the meantime, including his wife, Maria, being drawn into controversy because she supports her husband. Well, you might call it a never-ending story. There's all sorts of developments to talk about. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch is back with us to pursue some more. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, one of your latest articles called The Never-Ending Story, and even to the point of arguing this idea of, uh, you know, how do you make a martyr? And the opposition to those Christian ideals are doing a wondrous job in creating all sorts of profile for Christian values and for Christian believers and for this issue of religious freedom. Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, mind-blowing to see it all uh, play out. I mean, every time they talk about Flau, they quote the Bible verses they uh, that he had quoted. So, uh, I mean, the Bible is getting a dream run by all his enemies. They just they keep overextending themselves. The left, they keep uh, thinking they're so smart and they're going to destroy us all, and all they do, it backfires. I mean, look at the GoFundMe campaign. They pulled it which is absolutely incensed most ordinary Australians. Even atheists have been upset. Uh, they managed to get uh, $750,000 for Falau in uh, about three days. Well, that was reached in about uh, 15 hours with the new ACL site. And, of course, that's just flying. The donations are pouring in. And a lot of people, again, are saying, hey, I'm not a Christian. I don't even like rugby. But I'm absolutely fed up with the way the powers that be, including the corporate bullies, uh, Qantas, ANZ, Rugby Australia, the way they're, uh, well, uh, acting like moral guardians of the universe. Even the AFL, people used to like to go to the footy and enjoy a game, but now it's all been politicized. So you're quite right. This has backfired big time, and uh, Christianity is getting a at least uh, indirect, good run out of all this. Well, in the marriage debate, in the lead-up to the federal election, this idea of corporate moralising, of virtue signalling, of taking positions politically and morally, a lot of big businesses, don't they run a real risk doing that? I mean, there's a huge Christian public that may well turn on them. What are your thoughts about the way that has begun to develop? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, really, the end point of these guys running these big businesses is to maximize the profit for their shareholders. That's why they exist. They're not there to be the moral police of the universe. They're not there to get involved in every stupid political issue out there. 
that's not their calling. Now, if a private business wants to do it, I suppose they can. But then the point is, if uh, people don't like it, uh, well, they can vote with their feet. Uh, Customers can boycott. They can stop, say, flying with Qantas or banking with ANZ or going to the lousy AFL football games. There is people power, and there's a lot we can do. And if these uh, big wig corporate powers keep thinking they can bully and intimidate us, especially Christians, well, I hope there is a huge backlash because that's exactly what they need. They need to be pulled into line and reminded that they're, in theory, there to serve the customer, not to uh, lord it over the customer and try to push their anti-Christian bigotry on everybody. Interestingly, as you say, uh, Qantas or ANZ, and then in there, actually talking about a sporting code, the AFL, uh, or whatever other sporting code, could be Australian rugby, Uh, they're taking a huge risk, aren't they? Because they're relying on the public to support their sporting codes, but if the public is divided very easily, the public can turn away from one code and put their loyalties to another. Yeah, well, exactly. And again, they're just assuming the, the masses are dumb sheep and can be led by the powers that be. They can be dictated to with radical secular left propaganda, but people aren't dumb. They can see all this uh, politicization and indoctrination, and they've had a gutful. I mean, I know people who have been lifelong AFL supporters, you know, true brew blue fans who simply quit altogether. They don't go to the games, they don't even watch it. They're absolutely fed up with the politicization and the radical left-wing agendas. So yeah, these guys better wake up or they're going to keep finding their businesses will be dwindling, interest will be waning, and people will vote with their feet. And this is being recognised way across the board, uh, bigger than what we would understand to be a Christian constituency bill. Non-Christian politicians, non-Christian political commentators are all coming out and they're siding with Israel Folau. They're siding with this recognition of a threat to religious freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Plenty of them. I mean... I hate to say it, uh, unlike America, where perhaps the majority of uh, your good Christian commentators, I mean, good conservative commentators, happen also to be Christian, uh, here a lot more of them are actually atheists or agnostics, whether it's Paul Murray or uh, Andrew Bolt or uh, Janet Albrechtson or, uh, you know, Rita Panahay. We've got a lot of great uh, conservative commentators, but... Uh, most of them are not at all Christians, but just about every one, Alan Jones, many of them, just about every one have spoken out on this. You know, a lot of them may not have agreed with the, the original position of Falau, but every single one is absolutely incensed that this uh, culture war is taking place, this war on freedom of speech. They can see it's anti-Christian bigotry. They can see where all this is heading. And they know that if we don't stand up for people like Israel Falau today, well, who's going to be next? It's just going to keep going. So, yeah, it is interesting. It's not just a Christian issue. Anyone concerned about free speech and the direction of this country, they are, many of them are speaking out. They're quite concerned. Uh, You even quote a a tweet from Mark Latham, Mm. uh, who says, We are all Falau. 
those sacked by the elites for their genuine beliefs, those who are afraid to speak due to PC, those afraid to mention their Christianity and views on same-sex marriage, those subject to new workforce feudalism, where bosses think they own employees' private lives, words and opinions. He's got a really strong point to make in all of that, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he's another one, Mark Latham. In fact, he's done a whole bunch of tweets on this very issue. So you're quite right to say this is not at all just some Christian issue when you've got so many heavy-duty non-Christians speaking out and speaking out very strongly. So uh, sadly, I wish some Christians would get the message because there has been a division in the camp. Well, most Christians obviously are rightly supporting Flau. He's had his fair share of critics as well. Well, you've been a critic of the Prime Minister this week. Here we have our Christian Prime Minister, and he had the opportunity to stand up for Falau on Monday, but instead he bypassed that issue, saying it's already had enough oxygen. But uh, you're thinking this would have been an ideal time for someone like Scott Morrison uh, to indeed uh, make some level of endorsement for this idea of religious freedom. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, come on. He is an evangelical Christian. He did have the miracle win. He did have this mandate to govern and help drain the swamp. So what a perfect time. I mean, they're even going to be doing a religious freedom inquiry. So this would have been a perfect chance to weigh in, as he should have, and stand up for the ordinary Australian, stand up for free speech, stand up against the anti-Christian bigotry, so uh, that was a bit sad. Uh, hopefully he'll do better in the days ahead. But uh, I hate to say it, there's even been some worse Christians who've been attacking Falau, attacking the ACL. So, uh, you know, it goes on and on. Uh, interesting to embrace that thought for a few moments because not all Christians are supportive of Israel Falau. I suspect, and in conversations I've had, when there's been a brief explanation, it does appear that those sorts of ideas and those sorts of biases turn around when people realise what's at stake. What are your thoughts here for those Christian believers who are saying, well, he shouldn't be raising money, should be paying his own court expenses, uh, all sorts of things like that, without regard to the fact that this is such a huge issue that needs to be uh, tackled in the courts, Bill. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, we expect the God-haters, the atheists, the secular left, uh, the secular media to attack Falau and, you know, go on and, oh, he's wealthy, he's just greedy, he's a money grabber, how dare he ask for money. Uh, what we don't expect or shouldn't expect is when Christians uh, parrot the same lame uh, lines. This is just foolish in the extreme. They're not thinking straight. First of all, Falau is, as Latham said, representing us. He is one of us. If he is uh, hammered today, it'll be you and me tomorrow. So this is a vitally important case for freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And uh, look, I don't think anybody should have to spend a penny of their own money to stand up for free speech. I thought it was part of our guarantee is living in Australia. And if people want to donate, you know, their own hard-earned money, oh, that should be up to them. Why can't they give to Falau if they want to? And, of course, the money is not going to Falau. 
the ACL has set up a special trust fund where this money is going. It'll only be to cover the huge $3 million expenses in the court case to challenge the unfair dismissal of Rugby Australia. And I presume if any money were left over, it would go to other similar causes to stand against anti-Christian bigotry. So people need to get their uh, thinking straight here. It's not even going to Izzy Falau. And most people who even do own a few uh, properties, it's not always that easy just to sell everything you have. He's lost his job. He's lost his income. Uh, people are just not getting it. This is a bigger picture issue. We are all at threat. And I've had plenty of people sadly give me this line, oh, the ACL and Falau are wrong. They should give this money to the poor. Um, where did I hear that before? Wasn't there a guy named Judas who said the same thing? You know, sell this and give the money to the poor. Uh, again, these guys are not thinking straight. Why can't we do both? Why cannot a Christian give to defend religious freedom and give to help the poor? Why are they forcing us to do one or the other? In fact, I guarantee if we lose our religious freedoms in Australia, you will also lose the right to decide where you spend your money, including helping the poor. So some of these people really need to start thinking straight. Uh, you know, we, this is a war. A war has been declared on Christianity, on free speech, on the very right of people in the privacy of their own web page or whatever to share biblical truth. This is a war. So for Christians to be attacking the ACL, to be attacking Falau, my mind just reels, to be honest. Plenty more developments still to come in what Bill Muhlenberg is calling Falau, the never-ending story. And uh, Bill, uh, I'll point people to the article that we've been talking about, and you've written a number of articles this week about Israel Falau and all of the developments that are surrounding that. Simply go to BillMuhlenberg.com or you can Google Culture Watch one single word. Bill Muhlenberg, thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.